0: Today on the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast, we have a Patreon patron question that we get to talk about our dream projects within the MCU right after this. For the
1: ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call. Click
0: Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.
1: Welcome to the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. My name is Matthew Carroll. And I'm Jeff Randall. Jeff, buddy, what is going on? I'm packing like crazy, man. It is
0: a hell of a week for me yeah you're coming over this way this side of the states i am i am i'm i'm driving across country uh today after like as soon as we're done recording about ahsoka with uh with Haley and ashley i'm basically just getting in the car and going obviously no uh, spoilers because
1: you know this is not that show yeah uh uh, how much how much of Ahsoka have you seen so far?
0: I've seen the first two episodes. And okay, if
1: they're both, you've seen them both.
0: Yes, uh, I can say that your plan to watch Rebels is a good one. Cool. I am uh, in season three. Cool.
1: Of Rebels. Should, I'm supposed going. to <laughs> guest <laughs> on the Ahsoka podcast next week. Yep. Uh, 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 because you can't be there, so they want me be the guest on it. And I am trying to catch up on Rebels and watch those first three episodes of Ahsoka and I've got a week. So yeah. I think that's like what, um, thirty more episodes of Rebels plus two three episodes of Ahsoka. It's <laughs> not that much. I think it's close. The no. last two seasons. They're like thirteen, fourteen, fifteen episodes. Some of them are twenty, but I don't I don't remember which. I think the second season's the most,
0: if I remember correctly. I looked it up yesterday. I love that we're like this is not that show, and then we're like going to look up how many episodes or Rebels there are. <laughs> well,
1: I know I, I was saying we, we we can talk about Rebels and, and and this exciting time for Star Wars, but like uh, I didn't want to get any spoilers for 22 episodes in season three and 16 in episodes season four, so that's actually closer to 40. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's great all right it's, it uh, is great it's real great <laughs> it is i am loving rebels you guys have been telling me for years like if uh, based on the my complaints about star wars rebels is the show to watch it is um and i'm digging it they're i still don't feel like they're digging in to the issues of grayness that i want yet but sure. i think they're going to like they you definitely see them start to talk about it um stuff like that so th- yeah. i feel like i can talk about rebels a little more loosely than i do ahsoka like when ahsoka sure. is fighting at one point and says like i am no jedi and like goes at one of the people that that thinks she's gonna lose because she's a jedi she's like jedi i always lose because of this and then and then she says i am no jedi and like goes goes on oh. him I'm like ooh yep. yeah. yeah it's good stuff
0: yeah the Ahsoka show showrunners and various other people involved have said like you don't need to have watched everything and you know we're gonna we're gonna tell a, a story within this. Um, but honestly I can say after the first two episodes, if you haven't watched Rebels, you're going to you're going to feel like you're missing stuff. Okay. Because they're like they're saying names and like talking about Ezra and they don't introduce like they don't talk about backstory and who Ezra is and like it's just Right. You're just supposed to know, or right. Be okay with not knowing, <laughs> right? But that's the
1: thing. I think. I think they're probably. Do, I, I haven't seen it yet. Obviously, sure. I've got 40 more episodes of Rebels to watch <laughs> this week. Um, <laughs> crap, Welcome. Man. Why did I sign up for this? <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, without that being said, like I think that it's likely that if you haven't seen it, given what they've said about it, that you can still get the story of this show. You yeah. just won't catch all the references, like when they mention Ezra, it won't mean what it means to you. It'll just mm. mean they had a friend or something.
0: Well, there's, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. okay, yeah, yeah I got gotcha. you. There's, there's a bit of a MacGuffin, and you don't know why unless you've seen all of Rebels. Okay, interesting. So, all right, keep that uh, in your mind, I guess. Uh, yeah, but that's not what this show is about. We're here to talk no. about the You. No,
1: yeah but you know is on like a break right now like there's like a month off
0: and, we were and, on a break hey we were on a break that's why we <laughs> talked about
1: star wars come on guys we were on a break when, when, the, when you write those one star reviews about how this isn't much of a marvel podcast uh, we were on a
0: break <laughs> and now we've become a friend's podcast <laughs> <laughs>
1: Love it, I love it. Uh, but yeah, oh, no, yeah. We, we were gonna. Uh, we had an interesting Patreon question, which we almost tried to cover last week, but we didn't get to it because we went on so many rabbit holes. Um, That's but what I, I do. liked <laughs> this Patreon question a lot, and I don't know Thanks. if you have have any more thoughts of like what what you wanted to say, but you want
0: to read uh, <laughs> Stephen
1: Withroll's Patreon
0: question? <laughs> yep, yep. I <laughs> just <laughs> uh, I gotta get this out of out of my brain so that I can continue. Uh, they call me the derailer. okay it's good it's good all right so Stephen wetherell's uh question here is hey matt jeff and ashley thank you so much for all the great content that you've been putting out it really makes the commute to work much more enjoyable i have an interesting question for you that i think would be cool to dive into my question is if you could make an mcu movie with whatever plot characters comic references and consequences you wanted what would that movie look like i'd love to hear what you guys think keep up the amazing work latest guy is Stephen with a ph sweet this is a big
1: question <laughs> it's a big question but i've got three that i feel like and i don't have them fully fleshed out but i guess we can do that together um sure yeah hey guys write a movie
0: yeah you know on, the, on air <laughs> We'll just come up with some stuff. I have questions uh, yeah, about, sure. like, about guardrails, uh, right. guidelines, even. Sure. Do we want to keep this within uh, within the existing MCU? Does it need to be linked to existing MCU things? And I'd say yes. And like, keep in mind the uh, stories and and things that have already been established. Yeah, I think like what is okay. our
1: dream? Like if we were given a chance to make an MCU movie right now, and what we wanted to what we wanted to see happen in the MCU, all the stuff that is established is established. Everything through Secret Invasion.
0: We're gonna talk about Secret Invasion.
1: <laughs> Everything through
0: Screw <scruno. laughs> God, that hit me like a sack of bricks. <laughs> 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 Woo. Sorry. Last, last That's
1: funny. Uh, I was thinking we made that joke before, but no. I think last time we made it, it's Uh And this time, screw yeah. now. So, that, I like that one, too. We don't talk about screw. No, 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 no. no, no. no. <laughs> um. <laughs> so stupid.
0: So, okay. So, we're staying within the MCU with what's already been established. Yes. We're not limiting it to just, like, stories that that have been seen in comics. It's just... Write a thing. What he says
1: here is whatever plot, characters, comic references, and consequences. So I think what and would be interesting is to, to go over each of those things. Like, what are, yeah. are what what's the plot? What are the characters? What are the comic references? And what are the consequences?
0: Oh, that. My other question was the uh, Are we leaving out the upcoming things that we know are coming? Like, um, uh, I mean, Kang you don't Dynasty, have to. Secret like, if, if,
1: if you come up with something that's like like that but it's uh but it's your specific way you
0: want it i think that's fine okay anything we haven't I mean, seen yet that's that's a that's a thing of like expectations and managing them right which um, yeah, you know, we're doing
1: uh, our dream thing right now so like sure. whatever our dream <laughs> what are content.
0: expectations who
1: cares <laughs> what are they and who are they and can they be trusted um my uh, my first one, and I just like it's we, we've talked about this one before. Uh, pretty much everything we're going to talk about here we've talked about before. I feel like, um, but my first one is just a daredevil and Spider Man team up movie. I like it so far. Every time uh, Spider Man has had a solo movie, he's had a mentor of sort of sorts. Yeah, he had he had Tony, he had Nick Fury, which was actually Talos, and then he had um or well, I I, I want to say that, but really he had um Mysterio. <laughs> he had Mysterio.
0: He had he had the false Quentin Beck. Yeah, yeah, the fault the false uh, mentor. And then he also had Doctor Strange, kind of in the in the third one. Oh, for sure. I think that's definitely the case. So like. He's had these mentors in all
1: three movies. And I don't really want to follow that trope. I don't, want, I don't want Daredevil to be his mentor necessarily, but I just think the two of them would be really cool together. Maybe the next trilogy of Tom Holland's Spider Man movies can be him teaming up with like having a different friend, an ally, and building allies instead
0: of mentors. Spidey and his amazing friends. Oh, man. Yeah. Was a series. Oh, goodness
1: you know they've they've had like well that's that's a stupid idea i feel like but they've had each one have home in the title like the new ones could have like friends or allies or something you know like it could oh, be yeah. uh some sort of team uh type situation i i think like my some of my favorite books that i read uh in the comics I actually read part of the reason I liked these where they were, they're fairly self-contained is like yeah. the Marvel night series. Oh, Marvel Knights is so good. And it would often be like a couple of heroes and it would oh. be these sorts of, you know, one to three issue arcs. And it was the, their lives intersecting. You'd sort of just see them uh, do a thing together. And I just really liked those stories and comics. And I think this could be a great one. And what I want my dream, uh let's say like my plot that I want is, Spider-Man is going through the symbiote shit. Like, Venom symbiote is on Spider-Man. Oh,
0: and Daredevil brings him
1: back from the darkness. I think it's a little more complicated than that, because, like, Daredevil is the darkness. Right. Daredevil's the
0: darkness in Mac. (laughs) I'm the only one who can walk between both worlds. (laughs) Oh, no, wait, that's Ghost Rider. My bad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The whole
1: thing in... uh, that first scene in Daredevil is like, they say the devil's in the Murdoch boys. Yeah. And then you get like this, like real alien force inside of Spider-Man driving him to be evil. And like, but he's also a powerful, and it's the same thing that, uh, it's in a way it's the same thing Daredevil's face where he's like i have the power to do all these things i want to do them to protect people but it's dangerous and scary and like he feels sinful about it and he feels like he's losing himself and like i think that all of that like ties really well like him having already gone through that and being on the other side of it a little bit yeah with that entire first daredevil series um i think could be really cool w- interaction with Spider-Man going through the uh, symbiote.
0: I want to yes-and this. I want to yes-and this real hard. Um, So Spidey in the first three movies uh, had some sort of mentor uh, or, you know, big brother, whatever. uh, Somebody that he has been trusted or trusting that he has either had lost, he lost them or they betrayed him, right? So like he lost Tony, uh, Quentin Beck betrayed him. Doctor Strange kind of betrayed him, but came around at the end, but now no longer knows who he is so right. uh Daredevil could very easily serve that role of being a mentor, but like or or even a, a big brother guide, you know, trusted confidant, whatever but it's it's somebody that he doesn't lose, <laughs> like somebody that he just gets to keep around that's that's what's unique about their relationship, yeah. not to mention no way home uh his mother. Yeah. is a, is a oh mentor God. figure
1: that we saw through all three movies. Unlike all the other versions of Spider-Man, I'm gonna like I'm gonna get emotional just thinking about that scene. Yeah. Um. But uh, all three other versions of Spider-Man, like he'd already had that loss, and yep. In this one, we got to see him have
0: her as a mentor for three movies, and then lose her. We got to see him grow as a hero, as this like confident, I can do this, I can, I can save everyone kind of hero, mm-hmm. just to have that loss. Um, yeah, it's which so is, you know, tough, man. That's that canon event that you, you know, <laughs> if you've seen yeah. Spider-Verse. Um, yeah, yeah. But no, my my yes and for this is I wanted I want this to actually be, oh God, I don't want to call it a love triangle, but like a hero triangle? <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? <laughs> Spidey has the Venom symbiote <laughs> that's pulling him toward the darkness, pulling him toward evil, or pulling him toward bad things, mm-hmm. toward the Punisher. And Ooh. Punisher wants to mentor him on, like, put the bad guys down. Put them out. And then Daredevil oh, is bringing him back the other direction.
1: Oh, okay. I do love this. And <laughs> we've seen something similar to this in the before in comics. And so we can make it a bit of a comics reference. Talking about Steven's question here. Yeah. A comics reference to the fact that, like, Civil War... Um was a story that was told about Cap and Tony and mm-hmm. them being on opposite sides. and They were the leaders of those two sides. Yep. But there was always like a very strong thread that Spider-Man was this character that was kind of going between these two things, you know? Strong thread. High tensile strength. High tensile thread, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I, I think that that's like kind of awesome to put that rooftop scene... And like, <laughs> it's just, this is a really weird and stupid reference, but like, not not stupid. But
0: like, um, Spider Man being stretched between No Punisher and Daredevil they're they're playing tug of war like the like the boat and he's <laughs> Yeah,
1: no, I was thinking of the Bible. Um oh, <laughs> like, do you, that's you ever worse. Get, you know the story of Job in the Bible? No, no. Uh, the story of Job in the Bible is that like. God and the devil are having a conversation and God is pointing out his righteous man, Job. And the Mm -hmm. devil says, yeah, but if you put him through some stuff, like he's gonna, he's gonna, he's gonna, you know. He'll turn. He'll he'll turn against you. And the whole book of Job is, I I don't, it's been a long time, but like God allowing terrible things to happen to Job and then Job refusing to like renounce God. Like that's the that's the whole thrust of the Job story is he's just this character who loses everything and he has friends who are coming around him till anyway, that's neither that's neither here nor there. Uh I I just it just made me think of it because you you have the rooftop conversation, right? Yeah where like you have Punisher on one side, Daredevil on the other. But I like the idea of them being like these two mythic figures in our minds of those two ideologies. They're both heroes. Right. But they have very different ideas of how to be a hero. Yeah, and very different ideologies about it. And so, like, I like the idea that they are those idealized versions of those ide- of those ideologies. And then, I'm, too, I'm using the word idea too much. Um, <laughs> too many different forms of the concepts. word Concepts. Yeah. Uh, they're like almost concepts at this point, thinking about <laughs> them on that rooftop, right? We've talked about it so yep. many times. But I love the idea of them having conversations with an actual human in spider-man and he's like he they're like like tug of warring with his soul you know like back and
0: forth of like who what kind of hero he could be and i don't want it to be a clear-cut thing like yeah i don't want either one of them to win i want him to like at the end be like i have to forge my own path well yeah i i have to do good things but like Maybe sometimes against some people, against some super-powered people, I don't pull my punches.
1: Yeah, I mean, I feel like Spider-Man needs to end up falling on Daredevil's side and, like, getting rid of the symbiote, because that's the thing. Like, that's the thing he does. Um, But it would be just such a cool way to have that story told to have those two characters, like being influences in his life, like him getting caught up and they're all there in new, they can all be there in New York and he's a street level hero. Now, like it could pick up right where the defenders left those two characters and just like continue telling the story of those two characters, having that difference of opinion and it like have to have some real, um, stakes that they're fighting over and that Spider-Man could fall on either side of, you know, I, 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 that sounds really fun. And of course you have to put Kingpin in there. Yeah. Because all three of those characters have classic like Kingpin. Yeah. Very strong ties to Kingpin. Yeah. Yeah. So Kingpin with those, those three would be, yeah. Chef's kiss. I would love that.
0: Another interesting point of view in this could be, uh, introducing Felicia Hardy, black cat, Mm. Uh, as that, like, potential love interest for him. Like, because Daredevil has the love interest in Elektra, where they're kind of off on again, off right, again. Right, yeah. Um, and, like, you know, you can have a relationship as long as you keep them in check, or, like, as long as they're, you know, you're good for each other, or as long as they know your identity, maybe, but, like, that also kind of puts them and you in danger, and, like this this whole dance and like having Spidey kinda give that uh that kind of maybe I should, maybe I shouldn't, like that uncertainty around Felicia, around Black Cat seeing her or seeing uh Daredevil with Electra and just like, I-, I don't know, man. Like you seem like you got a decent thing going there. And then yeah. not knowing what to do with his, and then like Punisher being like, you got to cut all ties. You got to cut all ties to everybody. <laughs> like, kill everything. <laughs>
1: kill everything, including your heart. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I, I just, yeah, I really, I, li- I, li- I like the idea of that a lot. And I think it would have to be done really well and it would have to be done very subtly because I don't want them to, I don't know, make a cartoon out of it exactly. No sure. offense to the cartoons. Did I mention I have to watch 40 episodes of Rebels? Yeah, no uh, offense to cartoons. <laughs> I want it to feel grounded, like the defenders yeah. felt grounded. Uh and I would just love it to have a Spider-Man movie with sort of the like it's a grounded movie. He still has his power set, but he doesn't have the super Stark suit. And he is just like on the ground level dealing with uh like that gritty Defender style of, like, adulting, you know, he's, like, has to do the whole adulting thing that is always so much fun, because Spider-Man has to sort of grow up, and we've been talking yeah. all about how, like, what's this, um, how the 1st few two man were sort of those, like, teen comedy things, but this is, like, and a lot of times those are called coming-of-age stories, but this is, like, a real, like, coming-of-age, like, turning into an adult story, you know? Like yeah. he's dealing with other adult ally heroes th- who may or may not know his secret identity too. So they might not even know he's so young and then yeah. he's just having to deal with like being an adult in the world of adults. Like I I would really <laughs> I, I would really love this. I like it a lot. And
0: Carbon Datum, he's on the young side. <laughs> oh man. And then like uh when you when you mention defenders, it just it makes me think like it would be really funny to have like him or like to have Spider Man kind of every now and again, like swing by for lack of a better term, uh, the heroes for hire and oh, have like yeah. Luke Cage and, and Iron Fist, you know, hanging out and and like have him see that there can be that hero camaraderie, you know, and and having mm-hmm. a good friend like that is is important,
1: man. It would be like, I know that. We don't even know if Marvel is going to make all the Defender stuff exactly canon and what they're going to change, and if Born Again will, you know, stick to the happen. canon of those or whatever. <laughs> but yeah, that's true at this point with all those strikes and stuff. Ugh. But, like, how cool would it be if, like, we got a new Defenders type series where they, they bring in, you know, bring back all those people and Spider Man is, like, one of them, you know? Like, Spider Man yeah. is, like, actually gets a series that, like, or or he's kind of weaving in and out of the defenders. That'd be so. That'd be just be so much fun. I would love to. I just want Spider Man to be in that world.
0: I just want Spider Man to literally swing through every shot. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Not even like not even in a way that's like <laughs> he's dealing with it, like or helping in any capacity. No, he's just in the background all the time. He's literally he's just swinging by like he's doing his thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, I got Spidey. You. I mean, he's there. <laughs> he might as well. Yeah, exactly. It's not like Manhattan's a huge island. No.
1: <laughs> uh, okay, so
0: you got one you want to throw out? Uh, I have, okay, so uh, I've got one big one, and that's that's all I've been able to think about, because I've, I've like, right. fully focused my mind into that, uh, and hyper-focused on it and whatnot. But, so yours is very grounded and, and like... Street level... Yeah, street level, constructed around the the emotions of the of the you know the low level heroes or whatever. Uh, the idea that I have is much larger, uh, multiverse spanning, if you will. Nice, um, and it's one that I threw out at uh, last year's DragonCon when we were talking about or the the panel was at uh, was about doctor strange multiverse madness and how that's kind of affected the mcu going forward i'm i'm thinking about doctor strange kind of turning more toward anti-hero and like uh with the things that we saw where you know he's leaving to help clea with the incursions and he caused some incursions he's dealt with the dark hold he's got the third eye um he's he's always been one to have to hold the knife, right? Like He's always been the one that's like I, I've examined all of the possibilities this is our only shot and he didn't really confer with anybody to to kind of do anything about that. He just had to make a quick decision So, in comics leading up to the 2015 Secret Wars, the, the Beyonders were pushing universes together uh, to mm-hmm. have them collide and destroy each other yeah, playing Universe Bowling, I remember. Yeah, it was so dumb. But the way that that came to Secret Wars was that uh, Victor von Doom took the power or like co- uh, confiscated, commandeered, whatever. He took the power of a Beyonder and made Battle World out of a bunch of different verses, out of a bunch of pieces of different verses together and like constructed in- into his own. Thing that was kind of like a sort of like a life raft, but he made himself, you know, God Emperor Doom. He made him, he put himself in charge. You know, his family was Sue Storm and, uh, and the kids, hmm. Franklin Richards, and uh, Valeria. And the thing ended up being a giant wall. It was the shield that was defending against like the zombies and the Age of Ultron verse. Um, huh. and like keeping those things out. But, um I think that a similar type of thing like that could happen with Doctor Strange and not necessarily like putting him in putting himself in charge to be like oh I'm god emperor strange but like knowing that it's coming knowing that the universes are collapsing and that incursions are imminent the way that he thinks to save it is to take parts of a lot of these and try to form this one world together as best he can so that everybody can live in some sort of harmony and, like, have that be the world that everybody lives in and give it that the treatment of, like, this is the best I could do with what little I had to work with in the short time that I had to do it. Like, I I tried, you guys. And, like, and basically have... Have that whole discussion of like you shouldn't be, or like the, the Avengers and whoever else are like, you shouldn't be tampering with lives like this and universes. Uh yeah. this is not your decision to make alone. Mm-hmm. And uh and then have him be like, Well, you know, we had no time to do it in. If if it was a conversation between multiple people, we're never gonna come to a decision. We would have died trying to have the conversation. And like just have that whole uh that whole conflict, where like you don't necessarily think that or you don't necessarily disagree with Doctor Strange and the way that he's gone about things, like the, the conclusion that he came to, maybe, but you also kind of don't know that he necessarily did the right thing, he just did the best he could, right? Oh, I would love that sort of story. I like this a lot.
1: It goes well with the strange we know and the strange that uh, we've seen destroy other universes because he thinks he's so great that he can make the decisions he makes. Yep. Uh, It would be really, really interesting to see him do that. Um, And then you see him, like you said, like sitting on like a God Emperor throne making these decisions and he thinks he's doing it for the greater good you know and like he but he is also preventing like it, it, you know it's, it's that classic thing of like he thinks that he can hold the universe together at this level mm-hmm. and protect this much of it but he's preventing people from doing something that could save the whole of it like they could restore the multiverse and he and they have to sort of like convince him to make one last, like, decision to let free will reign or whatever, you know? Yeah, and or like, let somebody else hold the knife. Exactly, yeah, 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 yeah.
0: Like, I don't want him to be on a throne, necessarily, but, like, I want him to be, like, when the the hero group comes to him, when they find him, I want him to be, like, sitting in a chair at a table, just, like, lost entirely engrossed in thought. And and he's just constantly working out the the math for uh, you know what you know, percentages of things happening like this could lead to that to that and like just basically still still sitting there trying to thread the needle and like trying to to fix it all as best he can and then I want them to also bring up like you know we should have been able to to do this and he's like okay. I hear you, I understand why you think that, but that leads to this, to that, to this, to that, to that, to that, and we're all destroyed. Yeah. You know, it gives them like a hologram or something of like, this leads to events, boom, we're all dead. <laughs> and then like, well, that doesn't destroy my universe, because, you know, it's a hero group from, multi, from the multiverse, right? Mm-hmm. That doesn't like- destroy my universe, yes, but countless others along the way go away what makes your universe better than theirs what makes your universe more deserving than theirs
1: It'd be very interesting if you had that very similar like Thanos logic of like no the way I did it like was random like we protected we protected as many as we could but we didn't do it based on who wins a battle it's like we we were able to hold on to as many as we could or something like that but what if like <laughs> what if we get like a multiversal strange core? type group and they like they like fuse together into a hive mind to make decisions together so that council it's, of strange, it's been, yeah like council of strange is such a funny term uh, <laughs> <laughs> sorry I can't that,
0: that term is linked in a weird way in my mind okay <laughs> giggity <laughs> I don't want him to be so arrogant that uh, he he thinks there's no other way it could have been done. Like I want him to be completely open to like if you have a better idea of how this can play out and everybody be okay, please tell me we'll implement that immediately. But then every time somebody brings up an idea, he's like, Okay, yeah, sure, but right. here's where that goes wrong. Here's what mm, you're not seeing. He can, like
1: show them the simulation
0: of what, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, what yeah. could go
1: wrong or whatever. Yeah. Like
0: Here's Um, the parts you're not seeing that lead to just chaotic destruction.
1: Exactly. So all we have left is this little battle world, and it's all we're going to have left. And, you know, I saved as many as I could. And the, the idea of it being random or something like that, like, would present the idea that, like, he thinks he's doing the right thing. He thinks he's protecting, like, egalitarian... Like an egalitarian yep. sensibility uh, of of justice, but also it would lead to the idea of like, why would he save the world of Marvel zombies? Why would he <laughs> save the world? You know what I mean? Like, sure, sure. Certain universes are next to other universes that are like smushed together, and like he's having to protect the ones from each other. But certain of them are like normal or contain our heroes. You know?
0: Yeah. What if what if like he wants parts of the Age of Ultron verse because like that Natasha was great. Well, if right. I, if I'm going to have the age of verse, I need to counter it with something that, uh, can, like they can, uh, well, that's can... if he's making
1: all these decisions. That's why I like the idea of it's just random. Like he, he believes in random chance of the universe of like protecting everyone. But yeah, like I, I see what you're saying. Like maybe, maybe it is like a, like he's built this ecosystem that he, he was creative in the way yeah. that he like crafted this, uh, weird universe. Yeah.
0: Like, I need this one thing from this verse, but I can't just pluck that one thing out. I have to bring a chunk of it. So, yeah, sure, I've got all these Age of Ultron bots, but in order to keep them at bay, let's bring in the zombies so that they're just constantly fighting each other and we have them kind of sequestered off to the side. Right. So this would be your idea after
1: like Secret Wars or something. Or this would be your this, Secret this Wars. This would be the Secret Wars. Yeah. I, I and, like yeah. that as an element to Secret Wars a lot. Like Strange being the God Emperor of that would be really interesting because we know and love Strange. And so like and we yeah. trust him to some degree as a protagonist that he at least like intends to do good. So like yeah, he's he trying, was doing man. if he was doing the puppet string thing, like I, I think that's really interesting. Um okay. My my next one kind of would, I think, would be really good in Secret Wars as well. So, I guess this is another element to Secret Wars. Okay. Um, We're going to yes-and it. I love you're it. You're going to yes-and your element. It's completely disparate element, but it, it needs to happen in Secret Wars. And that is TVA Loki meeting up with Prime Thor.
0: Mm. Like yes.
1: Like, I need it. Oh, like, absolutely, yes. I need, I yes. need like him to show his leadership skills and his heroism and all the things he's learned from his time at the TVA and like if he showed up and he's like he's trying to protect the timeline and he's like brother. And like, he's always been such a like little brother that like wants, he wants Thor's attention. Like, I think he acts out to some degree because he wants that attention of Thor and he wants him to like recognize him, his power, if nothing else. But in this version that I'm thinking right now, like he shows up leading an army of like TVA agents and Thor is like, brother, you're here. And he's like, Brother, I love you, but I don't have time for like. I don't this. have time for you. I don't have. I don't have time to reconnect. I have to save the multiverse. Like, and then he gets oh, this man. like. He gets to be proud of his little brother, who like.
0: Yeah, the look on his
1: face. Yeah, where
0: he's he's looking at Loki, just like you've grown so much. Yeah, it's like, like I he, love
1: this version of you. He's uh, he's emerged beyond the like petulant brother rivalry that he's had all this time. And he is, he is just trying to fight for the greater good and restore the multiverse or whatever. And it's just part
0: of, like, and he's got a team. He's leading a team of people. Like, he's just, yep. he's doing this entire thing that's, like, he's leading a team of people, and Thor gets installed into that team. Oh, that would be really interesting. Um, And, like, one of the big things we've been
1: dealing with Thor is him not wanting the mantle of king, you know what i mean and like not wanting yep. to be the leader like he was always it was always an expectation put on him and it's not necessarily where he fits he's a warrior he's a fighter he's not necessarily king at least yet you know mm-hmm. what i mean and yep. like it'd be really interesting to see him following loki's orders yeah like well, like,
0: <laughs> like uh in in every other version of thor he's always been the leader of you know the warriors three and uh, his little group of Asgardians. He's always been the guy that's like, let's. I'll I'll make the plan. We'll do the thing. I don't care what you want. We're doing. Let's or, we're doing. Get help, right? That sort of thing. But then to like to to have him in the situation like Avengers original Avengers like circle shot in New York and have Thor go call it brother or like you know telling. Oh, that's good. Yeah, give him a that's give good. him a call it cap situation. Where he's like, take the lead. I will yeah, trust you. like he oh. he
1: trusts him, and he also like knows he's skillful, and like knows he sees him operating at a high level and knowledge about the multiverse. And yeah. he's like, you're 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 the one that needs to make this call. Like yes. you call oh. it. What, how do how do we do this, brother? And like, yeah. Yep. Oh man, that's good. I love Give him a that. call it
0: cap moment. I love that. Yeah,
1: that's really good. Okay, so yeah, that's, those are those, uh, my last one that I have is sort of like, is I was thinking post-Secret Wars, so like, um, it's kind of funny that we brought up two Secret Wars-ish ones right before it, but, uh, you, you know, we talked, I think we talked about like, how sometimes we need that palate cleanser yeah um after like i think it was like oh yeah after in uh infinity war and everyone's d- that you know empire strikes back moment where everyone's dead Can't everyone's they just dusted. ended
0: it with everyone dusted what the hell like we we're freaked, we're freaking
1: out you know uh then, and then we, we got, got Ant Man and, yeah, and the Wasp. Yeah, Ant Man and the Wasp. But it's like, oh, this is a, this is just we needed this. We really needed this, like lifting of our, <laughs> yeah, of bring our us experience. out of that hole. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so after Secret Wars, a bunch of the universe has been destroyed. Uh, we've lost a lot of people. Uh, lost a lot of good men out there. We get another team up. Call it Marvel Knights if you want, uh, but of. And Deadpool and She Hulk. Oh my God! Them being the two, uh, the most meta fourth wall breaking. Exactly. Like just oh my God, take it to the next level. Like we've seen Deadpool talking to the fourth wall at at this point. We'll we'll have had a Deadpool three that at least brought him into the universe. Uh, But I really like the idea of like. Him and Jennifer Walters meeting each other, realizing they both break the fourth wall, being able to have conversations about the universe and how it operates and how it's fitting together and like how things are coming together uh, maybe that maybe because of their fourth wall breaking, they see through the seams of the, whatever happened after secret wars, you know, like they remember yeah. and they can kind of like talk about the events of secret wars in ways that others can't, you know, and yeah. they can kind of like discuss like, like they could tell us what the world looks like after secret wars, you know, like sure, yeah. they could be the vehicle that we kind of like get the lay of the new lay of the land, as it were, if we get some sort of crisis, like Secret Wars happens, we get a universe that's sort of birthed out of it, Yeah, that like combines elements of Fantastic Four and X-Men Which, and all this I stuff. Mean,
0: in comics, that is what happened. It was the right. all new, all different
1: universe. Exactly. So like we do that, but we have... These two fourth wall breaking characters walking around the universe. We give them some sort of mission, but it's mostly just them like trying to navigate a universe they don't fully understand or like don't have the lay of the land of yet. Yeah, I thought, weren't they, they weren't together before. And (laughs) also, She-Hulk is sexy. Deadpool of it all is a very romantic like story, you know? Yeah. And I, I don't know what they're gonna do in Deadpool three. The first two Deadpool's, he's very like committed to Vanessa, and I do want him to stay have that still in his like, you know, it's still his heart. His still his heart is still with Vanessa, but I could absolutely see there being a little bit of like puppy love for She Hulk. You know what I mean? Like in sure. Deadpool, and uh, yeah, I it wanted just to like rip me in half.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
0: no, rip me in half. Please. Um, I'll be fine. (laughs) Yeah. I will bounce back from it. I've done it before. (laughs) Oh, that would be so funny. (laughs) Like, I think a lot of what...
1: The MCU, now that it has this expansive set of heroes, like, I think just putting interesting characters together and then writing stories that are birthed of those characters and what their traits are and, like, how they interact and what their ideologies are and how they, like, I think that is what we should be doing right now in, like, phase five. Especially, honestly, especially in phase four. I think it would have been a really smart move we didn't do it uh they didn't do that but yeah, like we
0: got the toy box grab we, a couple we, out of we it, got a couple make a we story got, like,
1: we got like dr strange and spider-man together we got and it was great dr strange and wanda together like we did get some some of that but they did a lot of introducing new heroes which they have to do they need to introduce new heroes sure but <laughs> some of your um, old toys break you gotta buy new ones i get it yeah <laughs> um but I, I just keep thinking about marvel knights and like what i loved about that as a kid and it always like informed the characters i always understood them better and i always like just love the sort of bite size like it's it, they are dealing with something street level so it's like n- there's there's no need to call the avengers it's not heading toward a kang threat it's just like what yeah. happens when spider-man and and daredevil get together what happens when she hulk and uh deadpool get together you know like i just i really like those kinds of stories
0: yeah i i would love uh to see like a series not just a movie but like a series that is kind of in the vein of uh like a brooklyn nine nine kind of series but damage control yeah like like especially a damage control uh either during secret wars or like immediately after like how the hell are we going to clean up a multiverse? <laughs> like,
1: <laughs> That's the TVA's department. Let's face it. Yeah, fair. Uh, but no, I. You know, we've we talked about that before because they tried to do it. And I don't know whatever happened with that exactly. They just did never make it. Yeah. Give me um, it back. I, I think part of it was they did that show for uh, ABC. Or no, it wasn't ABC because it wasn't Disney. Uh, but they did that DC show um, that was like a, an office comedy about oh yeah
0: yeah well uh, what was
1: that uh, Power. what was it called powered super, unpowered or
0: something like that
1: underpowered no what was that song
0: <laughs> powerless powerless that's the one that's You're right you right
1: um and and like it had some good people and it was a nice little comedy but like yeah i don't know it's so it's so hard to know exactly how you need to handle the mcu because like I watched a really compelling video essay this week about what's not working in the MCU. And sure. their their entire um point was that Feige and crew took the wrong lessons from hiring the Russo's. Okay. Like the Russo's were great at what they did and keeping that sort of like that particular storyline on track. Mhm. But what they did is they basically hired tv directors that are like episode directors who don't have like they're not necessarily the visionaries you know that like a james gunn or even a joss whedon or a um you know uh, edgar wright like all these people that like are visionaries when they direct yeah they see Um, the
0: tapestry rather than the threads
1: yeah and the russos I love their movies, but I think a lot of the creativity in those movies comes from the writing, and they are really good, like performers of the content. Like they can, they can like, and that's what they, they were can raised. execute well. Yeah, they were raised doing that in TV. In TV, they were directors; they weren't showrunners. So they like, you know, and I'm kind of expanding on that idea that like, I guy talked about in that video. But like, yeah, they they weren't showrunners; they were just like. It, uh, TV directors come on for one week, you know, they're right. like, they're told like, this is how we make a movie. This is, this is what cameras we use. This is what palette we use. This is da 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 da, And they're just told to do it. They did such a good job with winter soldier, like nailing that, that yeah. and then, then, then they, they went on cap three to do a lot more things in that style. And sort of the entirety of the, verse sort of started falling in line with that style instead of being uh like the four different you know movies of phase one that sort of come together you know you got these four very disparate styles and it's like how are they all going to fit together and at the time i remember talking about it like how is thor gonna fit with iron man like i just don't know like it feel it's gonna feel weird because they've got this fantasy character
0: who's got to mix with this like you know, tech, like, bro. <laughs> I think that's the the thing that they did so well in in Avengers One is like, uh, when they when they did collide in the woods, like when he was like, "You know not what transpires. He's uh, Shakespeare in the park. Like yeah, having him be so quippy and snarky is mm-hmm. is perfect for that. And like, have that meta commentary come from the character. Yeah, he's making fun of how different they are. You Know yeah,
1: exactly, <laughs> it's great, it's great. Um, and like, I think that there, you know, I, I credit, J- you know, there's a lot. Joss Whedon's a very uh, uh, whatever, uh controversial <laughs> character these days, yep. but like, uh, he did a really good job of making that happen in a visionary way. Like, that's that's yep. that's what that movie is. It's these four very different tones coming together, and sort of, Shield is sort of the sitting on top of that and it feels yeah. like since then it, the palette has narrowed a little bit and well, it, it yeah, feels a like, little more like the mcu feels like every mcu movie feels a little more like an mcu movie which i love that tone but this video essay is arguing that basically they need to like infuse it with more our tour directors and like sure let them infuse it with new tones so that we have more to play with in the future.
0: The great like the thing that happened with Avengers with this like these very different characters with these very different uh types of movie, you know, these very different genres that they are coming from uh coming together to to you know, fight the threat that no one of them can fight alone. Sure, that's what the Avengers is all about, but The thing that makes that interesting is that they are all different, and that all of their movies and all of their franchises, all of their even their color palettes, like are all different. Like, Thor was very bright and colorful, and like there's a rainbow bridge. That yeah, he comes exactly. across, like exactly, it is, and those and those like Kirby esque, like
1: whatever, like the worlds that are being drawn yes. for all of yeah. that Thor, uh, Thor
0: realms and stuff. It just feels very
1: fantasy, you know.
0: Yeah. Um. And then yeah. like with Hulk, you've got the dark monster, gritty, almost yeah. kaiju kind of thing. Right. Exactly. Scary. Yeah,
1: totally. Totally a kaiju. That's a great point. You know, we were talking before we got on stream about the, uh, you were you were on Multiverse News last night. Thank you for filling in. You're welcome. I went to see Fifty Cent. Um, <laughs> one of my <laughs> friends gave me a ticket to see Fifty Cent, and I went. It was awesome. Um, but uh, you were on Most News for me, and one of the other stories y'all talked about was the the Monster Verse, the legendary Monster Verse coming back for another outing. And like, yep, I uh, I, I love TV those movies. Plus. But that the the same problem they have with those movies, which is like, how do you write that story? Because you're writing a story. With a character who doesn't have will right like sure. he, he's he's a element of nature or whatever you know godzilla king kong you can't fully understand him it's not a human and and you can personify him somewhat but it's always going to be a gap and so it's hard to write a story about him so they always yeah. have to do things with the humans to give them agency and it's weird
0: cuz how do you have agency in these big battles right and like how as a little bitty person do you deal with like kaiju wrecking ba- wrecking city bad like yeah. that's kind of the the major plot line and how do you make that interesting over and over again? Yeah.
1: And how do you give the humans agency without taking away what's special about the Kaiju? Like things like Pacific yeah. Rim are great, but like it's that's sort an of turn. Yeah. That's an anime. Exactly. <laughs> that's Gundam <laughs> wing. <laughs> that's Gundam wing. That's all that is. And and I'd never connected it until now, but that is the same problem with writing a good th- Hulk story. Yep. Because Hulk, while Banner is, The little guy running around living his life, and you have, you have, you know, hopes and dreams for Banner. Hulk, in his raw form, is the kaiju who, like, doesn't have. I love the idea that Hulk is a kaiju. That is so funny and, like, really (laughs) good. Um, and now I want a Hulk versus King Kong versus, uh, Godzilla. That sounds great.
0: Well, we did though. We did kind of get the beginnings of that in Thor Ragnarok when uh, when Surtur got his crown.
1: Yes, and yes, like did. was
0: destroying Asgard. Hulk leapt at him, just like ah! like big scary monster. I'm gonna fight it. Like, yeah, we did. We got exactly that, and like that's great as an element, right, of that team up where we get kaiju, mm-hmm. big monster thing. But then also, you know, the rest of Thor was super crazy colors and the Kirby-esque, especially in Thor Ragnarok with Sakaar. Sakaar was so dripping with Kirby, right? Mm -hmm, For sure. I love how comics accurate all of that was. They were just like, it's a weird alien planet. It can look however. It it can look however. So like all the crazy shit that Kirby drew, fuck do it. Get in there.
1: Yeah. So- I, I, getting back to that point, like I, I really, lo- I really love your point that he's a monster movie because it is. It's like fantasy, historical war character, a tech bro, and a monster. And it's like, how do you put those four together and make them a team? Like, oh, that's so, it's so insane. That's yeah. crazier than the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. You know what I mean? Like, it's like oh, that's way such a great out there. Movie. <laughs> Yeah, I love Uh, the movie so much. I I love that. I love that. We should watch it sometime (laughs) and talk about it. Yeah, I I haven't seen it since it came out. Um, But uh, I don't agree with all the assessment of the. I'm I'm talking to a YouTube video right now that I can't even point out because I sure watch too much YouTube to even find it. Uh, (laughs) If I find it, I'll I'll let you guys know. But um, this YouTube video made some claims that I don't agree with because he was basically saying like. He was, he was trying to make the argument that, like, because of that palette, that's why Infinity War and Endgame kind of suck in some ways. Get I, the fuck out! Right,
0: right, right, and How I'm like, no, you dare you? You're insane! Uh, These but been two of the highest grossing films of all time. Right. How dare you? Well, uh, that says something for quality. Like, right. I don't want to play the numbers game, but that does say something for quality.
1: Yeah, I, like, I, I don't like just going to the numbers to to make that point, but, like, I just think there's some amazing scenes in those movies. Like, so I don't agree with the uh, end claims of that video or, like, a sure. lot of things, but I think that might be part of what is missing at, at, in the cur- this current moment in the MCU, yeah. um, is that diversity of tone... Um, and and I, I say all that, and then I like think about some of the stuff we've gotten, and I I definitely think we still have some diversity of tone. Yeah. Uh, obviously,
0: we had Miss Marvel and Moon Knight in the same year. Oh, and those were so good. They're great. They had their own differences, and that like that same kind of Phase One difference to them was <laughs> awesome. And I want to see those two uh, team up and be like, how are they going to work together? Yeah. I, now I just want. I've been talking about these
1: Marvel Knights ideas. Okay. Steven, my last answer to your question is I need a Moon Knight Miss Marvel (laughs) team-up. Yep. I need him to be at his most violent and most confusing, (laughs) and I need her to be at her most innocent and lovable, and I need it to be, like, really weird.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. I want, okay, so, like, this is not, like, plot or anything, but I want this scene, right? I want her to be describing something on the blackboard, and like making the the plan, right? Yeah. And then have have the the <laughs> have the the chalkboard writing end up going out of control because she's like, "Wait, what?" and then like you know, a different personality like the Jake Lockley or whatever takes over. Oh, yeah. And, and it's just like there's the the chalkboard drawing of just like moon knight standing over just a bunch of bodies (laughs) (laughs) right right and she's like wait how did that get there
1: (laughs) (laughs) i like that here's what we're gonna do and then they do like one of those we're gonna we're gonna go through this and then this and then this and then then it just cuts to jake lockley or i could kill them all (laughs) i could kill
0: them all And like it's sort of like the the, uh, the Despicable <laughs> Me thing, where it's like he flips the page and is like, wait, what? And have her do that. It's like, and then uh, yeah, and then the next thing, and then everybody's dead. Wait, what? Everybody's dead. Hold on, no, 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 that's not part of the plan. <laughs> <laughs> I really
1: like uh, the idea that the entire time uh, Ms. Marvel, uh, the wonderful Iman Vellani, is on screen with. Uh, Moon Knight, she's just constantly making that same gesture she makes when she sees the flurkin in the trailer for the Marvels. Oh my god! (laughs) She's just like,
0: oh my god! (laughs) Yeah,
1: she's just screaming at how brutal he is. (laughs) And it's just like, yeah, like it's just putting her in the world of like mummies and monsters of ancient Uh,
0: Egypt is so funny to me. Like, oh, uh, and then having like Scarlet Scarab show up, like comforting her, like, it's okay. He's kind (laughs) of (laughs) crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, God, that would be so funny.
1: Yeah. It's really good. All right. Well, uh, I, w- I wasn't sure if we were going to go a whole episode on that. That was not a commissioned episode. It was just a question, but I liked it enough to like just
0: keep going. Yep. So That was definitely enough to be a commissioned episode. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, for sure. Because we can keep going. I could do this all day.
1: <laughs> I'll do it again. W- w- give, give me a 10-second breakdown of another idea. Go.
0: Oh, God, now I'm blanking. <laughs> See? You can
1: do this all day.
0: You don't even deserve the shield. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh it's it's uh it's a multiverse ooh Capcore. Capcore is the the police <laughs> force of uh the Secret Wars, right? It's not Thorcore, it's Capcore. And ooh. it's all a whole bunch of uh Chris Evans's and like every time they're talking to a perp they're like I could do this all and like the other one the the partner's like come on man, like we well, you, you say that all the time. But like they're constantly like f- Getting themselves into the saying the phrase "I could do this all day," and then the other ones are just like <laughs> "Stop it!" <laughs> oh man, you just made me think about our
1: our, our uh, Loki and Thor idea, and and so Thor core in Secret Wars is protectors of the multiverse, like the the whatever. They're kind of the
0: police force of Battle World. Okay, and that, like there's Beta Ray Bill, there's the okay. Mighty Thor, there's you know all of them. Throg is in there. Talking about Comic Connections, like, what if they
1: did that, and they've got all those Thors, and that's when Loki shows up and leads them all. And so it's <gasps> not just Lo- Loki oh leading Thor. God, yes. Our Thor, he's, he, he shows up, and it has such leadership skills and ability... And he he probably needs to pick up Mjolnir,
0: right? Like that would be the I don't think he to needs really to pick up do. Mjolnir. No, 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 no. He's offered, oh my god, yes. He's offered Mjolnir and he declines. Hmm. He says, I'm beyond that. I don't need that. Like he doesn't need that validation. I don't need that validation. I need you to wield that. And follow this plan. I'm not the one to like have
1: the hammer in my hands this day or whatever. Yep. Yeah, like I don't know, I don't know how to do that. Would not be super cheesy, but like, yeah, uh,
0: like yeah. That's yeah, why I, we yeah. get better writers. Hey, yeah, the, the,
1: we're we're not writers. We're just throwing out ideas that we want. We're story
0: guys. Come on. Um,
1: <laughs> we deal. We deal with the ten thousand foot view. You guys, yeah, you big you picture. writers write things. <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm not a dialogue writer. I do require this one scene from Miss Marvel and Moon Knight, but that's it. That's all I'm gonna that's the, the <laughs> most in the weeds I'm gonna get. Miss Marvel and Moon Knight.
1: I guess we just throw that one in Secret Wars 2. Uh yeah, they, sure, they're why just not? like whatever whatever part of the Secret Wars uh like planet they're on, like they just happen to be stuck together. And like we yeah. have to deal with them as a buddy cop movie,
0: and that's oh, super man. fun for me. <laughs> oh man, like uh, oh god, I don't want to equate a Mon Valani to like uh, a hound of any sort, like a Turner and Hooch <laughs> kind of situation, but you could like do, you could do any okay, I, I see what you're saying though. It's like the cop, like a ride along like, kind of thing, yeah, it's
1: like a ride along thing because she is like just very cute and like so, like the idea of like a Turner and Hooch thing, I see, but. Uh, I was just like, you could pick
0: any buddy cop thing. <laughs> yeah, it was the only one that came to mind, it was, and and like Tom Hanks and the dog are just like that's it. That's all that was in my brain for like unintentional pairing and like goofiness ensues. Yeah, but Tom thing. Hanks and the dog are both Miss Marvels. Like we need like you know <laughs> like like well think okay. about Oscar Isaac as like this is <laughs> like this is where these things happen. This is where I hang my suit. This is not your room. (laughs) And like going through the house and like being so serious. Oscar Isaac being so serious. That's a good point. Yeah. And then have her just be so
1: plucky. I was thinking of her and how horrified she'd be by him and like his superpowered version, the moon knight of it all. But there's also the idea of how like terrible he would have he would have a time dealing with her. Like yeah. like her, her being so plucky and happy oh. and bouncy and oh. her being like the, the... But also it would be a different dynamic with each of them. I like, know! Yes, yeah. exactly! Like
0: the Mark Specter, Mark Specter would be the Turner and like was super serious and like it's I super hate annoyed having to do with by, kids. by her. And, and then Stephen, Stephen would, would come her in and be best like, friend.
1: <laughs> Yeah, Steven he'd like come back, and Stephen <laughs> and her had been like building a gingerbread house together or something. Yeah. I don't know. Yep. Like, like, his yeah.
0: hair is braided in some way. And, like he... <laughs> <laughs> and Mark's That's like, great. What in the hell is this? <laughs> <laughs> I love
1: that. She's braided his hair. Oh, it's good stuff. And then, uh, and then, uh, and then the, uh, Jake Lockley would be the one that just terrifies her, murders like, yeah. everything. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh I my like god, it. I, love I that. like it a lot. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this is what oh. I mean. Like, I just love the idea of like thinking about these these disparate characters that they have out there and putting just put them together. Just put them together and write the thing that just comes from you. You know, like that. Yeah. that just sort of like is birthed from them sitting next to each other.
0: Yeah, like these two are there. Chaos ensues. Write it.
1: <laughs> yeah, which I think is a lot of what. You know, Joss Whedon did with the first Avengers. This is like, yep. okay, what would happen if Tony Stark saw him? He'd make fun of him for Shakespeare in the Park, you know, like
0: "Doth Mother know thou wearest her drapes?"
1: <laughs> what would happen if uh, Thor called himself a god in front of good old traditional Captain America? Oh, you know, like a lot there's of those, only one god, ma'am. <laughs> a lot of those conversations are just like straight, like what would happen if you put these two characters together and thinking it through. I mean, like, there's um, there's. Breaking Bad, there's been a lot of talk over the last few years about Breaking Bad and like how they wrote that story. And it, from according to the writers and stuff, they had general ideas of what they wanted to happen, but it wasn't so much like we are here, we're aiming to get here. It was we are here, we write the story, and then the characters make the decisions. Like yeah. they, we built these characters, then they make the decisions that are most logical for them. Of course, we want to introduce, I like. Uh, drama that will make it like intense but yeah. like the character like the characters drive makes the, the decision yeah and like in, in some of these things I mean especially when you do things like Thanos shows up and you're like okay seven, in mo- seven or eight movies from now we're gonna have Thanos you know what I mean like yeah or in our case right now Kang shows up and you're like okay three phases from now we're gonna find it we're gonna get the Kang dynasty when you've call your shot like that which I love when they call their shot but when you do that sometimes the temptation is to ignore those character moments and character beats and character stories for the your the thing you're pointing at the thing you're aiming for you know what I mean yeah. Um, yeah. which I think is more the problem than just like we talk a lot about it being like over focusing on the over over focusing on the overarching story versus the small story but I yep. think more of the problem is they're not letting their characters drive the story sometimes.
0: Yeah. I, I kind of equate this to to like d kind of thing where um like in a in and DD campaign, like in a long running campaign, you've got the big overarching story, the big the major plot, the big bad evil guy, the BBEG as they as it's called. Um, and like, yes, that's a story that you're trying to get to. But, like, when your characters are level one, they can't deal with that right now. You've mm-hmm. still got all this story in between, like, the growth of those characters, quite literally, the leveling up of those characters to get to the point to where they right. even understand that the BBEG is is doing what he's doing, and that they have to be the ones to deal with it. And, like, all of that story in between is still important and still valid, and all of that story in between, honestly, that's where some of the best memories of your D and D campaigns come from. Oh yeah, and like, I think that is is where some of the best stories can be told in this kind of thing. Where like, yes, Endgame was amazing. Yes, Infinity War is amazing. But that's the culmination of you know a decade of storytelling, right? Mm-hmm. But like, that's not necessarily everybody's favorite movies. Like, right. Uh, uh, Captain America, uh, the Winter Soldier is Ashley's favorite before that, you know, right within the first uh major three three phases, right? But like, uh, Guardians led us to making this podcast because it was so unique and so mm-hmm. fun. Yeah, uh, you know, th- there's all those, those different things within that where it's not like, yes, the big Thanos story, that's not necessarily what uh what I talk about as like this is a thing that I love. Like the big meeting uh between the three of, you know, Shakespeare in the park and then Cap showing up and hitting them with the shield and being like, hey, knock it off, kids. Like let's let's clean this up.
1: You know? It's the smaller stories that build the bigger story, not the other way around. Right. You know, and like and the, the not only are they what build the story, they're also what make it matter. I often talk about um I love what I so when I say I often talk about something and then I don't say it on this podcast much, it, I feel like it like feels disingenuous. Like, no, yeah. you don't. We talk we we hear three hours of you talking every week. You don't talk about that much. But I think I have talked about it on this podcast before. One of the things that like I think makes st- like some of the best stories, some of the most tragic stories are some of the funniest stories. Yeah. Because I think when you have your characters interact in ways that are really fun and lovely, and, like, I think when you sit with a a group of characters and they're snarky and they're funny and they're, like, laughing together, and that's, like, kind of their regular... Like, you see them on the day-to-day being funny and quippy and, like, having a good time. Yeah. They sort of become your friends. You know, you sort of, like, think of them as, like, these characters you enjoy being around. And then when the tragedy comes that's what gives it all the weight. It's because that love you have for that character from all the good times you've shared, you know? Yeah. And, like, I think of that a lot. All my favorite moments, On Your Left, you know? Yeah. On Your Left is one of the most victorious moments in cinema, but the only reason it matters is because it was so funny and so character-developing and uh, relationship-developing for those two characters, and it meant so much. And when he says On Your Left, you're like... Huh, like it's a, a
0: callback it's, callbacks are only cool if you have the foundation to callback to
1: yeah and I feel like Marvel has pref- uh, Marvel has operated on call forwards you know what I mean
0: yeah yeah we're gonna make this matter we promise like which is intriguing but it's not the point but that's a J.J. Abrams kind of story well and I hate that that's a whole different issue but like yeah. another feather in the cap of your point uh, those those moments of like all of the avengers sitting around the table trying to lift thor's hammer mm-hmm. and nobody yeah. can and then cap wiggles it and then later we get that payoff of, i knew it and like yeah, cap wielding absolutely. the hammer like cap wielding the hammer is great and thor gets the i knew it because we had the lift the scene around the table yeah yeah, yeah. And the discussion about vision, you know, uh, the, the elevator's not, not human, or the like. elevator still goes up. Right. Lifts I don't it. think at all when they wrote Age of Ultron,
1: they were thinking, well, this will be great for when he picks up the hammer. Uh, you know when he's fighting Thanos like they weren't thinking that they were just writing a funny scene for the characters to interact and like play with the idea of the hammer they were teaching us about how the hammer worked like all that stuff yeah and and, and they were only thinking I I think Joss Whedon when he wrote that scene was thinking oh this will make it really pay off when Vision picks it up you know Um, yeah but that I knew it is tied to that scene as well and it's it's like those things, you write them because of the story you're telling, and then you call back to them. And I think call forwards are great for advertising your next thing, but they are not what make your story good. Callbacks yeah. often do. and But you can't call back to something if you don't build
0: the thing. Yeah, build something, make it fun, and then call back to it. Yeah. If we mention Steampunk Douchebag here without having you written the song... Or even without that, without embracing that ridiculous message that we got. Yeah, like right, that wouldn't matter, right? Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. I, I'm hesitant to say it, to to talk about our own best victories callback. of best, best callback callbacks ever in existence. because it feels it feels like a little self serving. Be like, you should do it like we do it because I don't think yeah, that's the case because we're um, the best. <laughs> We're the best at everything we do. We could do this all day. (laughs) We could do this all day. And uh, as you said earlier, we could do this all day. And I tried to tease you as I closed out the podcast by saying, give me one more idea. Do it. Do it. So that you would shut down and I could tease you. And then we had a great one talked for 20 more minutes uh i hope you guys enjoyed it because <laughs> this is gonna be a very long podcast now uh, because of that but hey uh we, we we love you guys very much and hope you're having a great one um and we'll be back with lots more podcasts hey check out this week's multiverse news because jeff was on and he was really funny had a yeah. couple of really good lines lines in there that made me laugh when i was editing it because i wasn't there i'm very I'm, i was there for you know 21 of the 23 episodes so far and so like getting to uh getting to like watch it to, to do the edit and watch it cold and not actually know it was coming was fun yeah those two that you weren't on I was there that's right that's right you you've, you've <laughs> been you've
0: been my, my fill in both times I appreciate that you're welcome be sure to go vote for us on the podcast awards if you have signed up to vote when you went to nominate uh if you have not yet voted give us that that TV and film vote So that, you know, we can deliver a a heartfelt thank you message uh, in the podcast awards ceremony. That's right. We need need that category named after us. We need immortality.
1: (laughs) 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 All right, guys. Peace. Until next time, true believers. Thank you for joining us for the Marvel Cinematic Universe podcast. And a special thanks to all of our subscribers at patreon.com slash mcucast. You make this show possible. And a huge shout out to both. That's right. There's two of them now. Illuminati tier patrons, Walter Kreisky III and Lieutenant Bongo. Thank you, guys. If you want to find all of our fine Stranded Panda podcasts, go to strandedpanda.com. And for a video version, check out youtube.com slash strandedpanda. And if you want to take part in our live streams, go to twitch.tv slash tv.